Change careers, break into new industries, transition into new roles, reinvent yourself and make the dent you want. This is the Second Breaks Podcast. And now, here's your host and fellow Second Breaker, Lou Blazer. Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is episode 53 of the Second Breaks Podcast, and it is Monday, June 4th, 2018, as I record this episode. So this is a special episode for me. This is the one that I've been uh, looking forward to recording, really, because this month I'm marking the first year anniversary of the podcast, and I want to celebrate this with you because... After all, you are a critical part of this podcast because without you there, on the other side, I would just be yelling into the void. So in this episode, I am sharing five things that I've learned from a year of podcasting. And I also want to uh, share some thoughts around the future of the podcast with you as well. But before all that, I want to take a, f- a couple of minutes here first to, uh, ju- I just want to credit and thank a few people who've played key roles and helped me tremendously this year. First, I want to give a lot of credit to my role model, Joanna Penn, and her podcast, The Creative Pen. Joanna Penn, if you didn't know her, she's a published author of thriller novels, as well as nonfiction books for writers. And I've been following her for several years now. And to be clear, we don't know each other, or rather, she doesn't know me. But I consider Joanna my role model from afar. And... um you know, one of her sayings or mantras that, uh, that she often says is that she measures her life by what she creates. And I have adopted this as one of my guiding principles as well. I first realized the essence of that statement really when I published my book in 2016, Break Free, The Courage to Reinvent Yourself in Your Career. I remember thinking, you know, I was holding the book and I was saying, you know, oh my goodness, I'm holding something that didn't exist before. And now it does because I created it. And I I remember that feeling. I said, I want to have that feeling all the time. And so uh, since then, it's become my goal to create something of significance to me, at least, if not to others, each year. And in 2017, that creation was this podcast. So thank you so much, Joanna, for all your motivation and inspiration. And actually, her podcast, The Creative Pen, has a more direct role uh, in the creation of this particular podcast, which I'll talk about later in the show. Second, I want to thank my earliest guests who very kindly came on the show before, before I really knew what I was doing, <laughs> what I was doing, before I had any kind of audience, when I was so nervous and my voice shook all the time. And so special thanks to Melissa Dinwiddie, Alicia Fitzpatrick, Jaquette Timmons, Nicole Karen, and Lisa Woods for coming on the show early on and helping me uh, really find my way in the podcast. And of course, I want to thank you for being here. I so appreciate it that you've made the Second Breaks podcast a part of your week, and I don't take that for granted at all. Thank you so much for coming back week after week and listening to the show. You're listening to the Second Breaks podcast, a weekly show that explores what it really takes to make a career move in today's fast-changing world. 
This podcast is brought to you by Second Breaks, a career education company focused on helping you navigate and thrive in the new economy. In addition to this podcast, Second Breaks hosts webinars, workshops, and other events to provide you with emerging strategies and enduring best practices so you can better position yourself. Now, the best way to stay in the loop and hear about all the future Second Breaks events, plus get weekly career move ideas from yours truly, is to sign up for Career Boss Weekly. And uh, you can sign up for it when you go to secondbreaks.com. Now, the show notes for today's episode can be found at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 53. Okie dokie, let's get on with the show. So the first key takeaway that I want to share with you is that you can move forward with your plans, even if you're very scared. <laughs> so uh, one of the first things that I had always wanted to do with Second Breaks was to interview people. I'd always wanted to like explore the behind the scenes, like what it really took for people to make a career pivot or career change, because it's a, it's a big deal, right? It's, it's a scary thing to do. And so I've always wanted to explore what it really, you know, what they did, how it happened, what challenges they faced and how they did it, what helped those kinds of stuff. In fact, if you look on the blog, the earliest posts were all interview based, except that they were text, but I had always wanted to do the interviews live, like video or audio video, uh, audio interview, but I couldn't do it because I was scared. I was just very afraid of everything. (laughs) There were, uh, I was scared of, you know, recording or I was scared of speaking into the mic and hearing my voice that I hate. And, uh, I, I, I really, I hate my voice. But I'm told that a lot of people actually don't like their voice. So there you have it. I guess I'm in a boat with a lot of other people. But I was afraid of that. I was afraid of what people might think about my voice and about my accent, right? Um, and then I was also worried that no one would come on the show, that, that I would invite people and no one would want to come and no one would listen. So yeah, so I was afraid of everything. The, the gremlins in my head were basically having a party and I couldn't move with, uh, move forward with the plan. And there was even a time when I reached out to someone to actually, uh, do it with or partner with because I was thinking that if I had a partner in crime, if I had a co-host, maybe I wouldn't be so scared. But that didn't pan out. And in the end, it's actually a blessing in disguise because I think it worked out better that I didn't have a, I don't have a co-host. The, the thing that really pushed me to action was a very specific episode in, uh, of the creative pen. In, in this particular episode, Joanna Penn was interviewing another podcaster named Jared Morris. And in this particular episode, and I'm on the show notes, I'm going to put a link on all these stuff. But basically in this particular episode, Jared Morris was saying how he uses his fear as a motivator. And he was talking about if he hasn't felt scared in a while, that means that uh, he has gotten stuck in his comfort zone. And that the moment he starts feeling scared about something, then he uses it as a sign that you know, that's it, that he needs to move forward with that particular plan. And I remember listening to that episode and thinking, oh my God, this guy, he's using his fear as a green light. Meanwhile, I'm using my fear as a stoplight. <laughs> and I, um, I, that episode made such 
an impact on me that within days of me hearing that episode, I made a decision to go ahead with the Second Breaks podcast. So I think I heard that episode like in late April 2017 or middle of April 2017. And by June 1st, the Second Breaks podcast was born. So as you can tell, I didn't I didn't want to have a long launch period, like a long timeline, because I was worried that if I had a complicated project plan or a long launch period, that my fear was again going to take over and that I would find excuses for not going through with it. And so I said, you know, the simpler, the better. I just, the main point was to launch, right? And uh, in fact, days before I hit publish, I was again starting to feel panicky and scared. And I reached out to a couple of friends of mine who knew, who understood what I was trying to do, who understood kind of my motivations and my goals. And they very kindly listened to the very earliest episodes and they gave me the encouragement and the final push to help me get through it to hit publish. So there you have it. The rest, as they say, is history. So with that experience, I can now honestly say that old cliche, you can feel the fear and do it anyway. (laughs) And the fear, it doesn't have to go away. In fact, I am thinking that if I had focused on getting rid of the fear, that I might still be sitting here just thinking of a podcast. So I say... Don't bother with getting rid of the fear. Instead, use it as a motivator. Find a way to use it as the reason that you move forward with your plan and uh, focus on taking even the smallest steps forward as long as it's moving you forward. Which leads me to my second takeaway. You can start small and grow from there. If you Google how to make a podcast, you're going to get thousands of articles and resources out there around the mechanics of producing a podcast. Many of those articles are going to deal with the technical production elements, and then others are going to deal with the design elements, and then others around you know the interview mechanics. But a great deal of those articles are going to focus on the ma- marketing aspect of the podcast, how to launch with the bang, basically, and how to get into the uh, new and noteworthy section of iTunes, which is the holy grail for podcasts. So all of those tips make sense. The problem was after reading only a few of those, I was beginning to feel overwhelmed with all the stuff that I needed to do to launch quote-unquote big, right? And I was beginning to feel like, oh my goodness, this is impossible. Uh, I was going to need to spend a whole lot more time because I didn't have a large audience and I was never going to be able to make it big or launch big. And how in the world am I going to get to new and worthy? And it just was beginning to feel like farther and farther away, right? And that's when I realized that the biggest risk for me at that point was uh, that I was going to somehow back down or for the fear to come and take control again, and that I just would back away from the project altogether. And so I realized that 
the main objective was to launch, and for me, that meant that the simpler the plan, the better. So start small, grow from there was basically my uh, became sort of my、um, route or the approach that I took. Seth Godin has a new podcast called Akimbo, and in his very first episode, he talked about this lure of the grand opening, like the big splash, where you know it's it's、uh, it's actually quite rare if you think about it. But it's what we hear about. It's the head turning stories. It's the kind of thing that makes the headlines, and so we keep trying for it, right? And that desire to have a grand opening, you know, the home run, basically right off the bat, is the reason why so many of us wait, why we postpone taking action, why we hold back. It's why we find ourselves sort of stuck with nothing but a good idea. In that episode, Seth Godin also shared a conversation that he had with Sergey Brin. Sergey is Google's co-founder. And Sergey said something along the lines of, you know, in Google they don't do any outbound marketing or promotion or hype, because they figured that one day everyone will use Google, and that every day they know that Google was just getting better. And since it's getting better every day, then they're in no hurry for people to use it for the first time, because the day after that or The next day after that is soon enough, so they're not focusing on, you know, getting people to try Google. Instead, they're focusing on making the best thing that they know how to make, and they're going to trust that people are going to tell others. So when I heard that Akimbo episode, I was, which is only sort of recently, because I I think Akimbo launched in February of this year. So when I heard that, that's when I realized that subconsciously. This was the route that I took. Not that I'm, not that I'm trying to put second breaks podcast in the same league as Google because you know who is in the same league as Google. But、uh, I realized that there is a valid alternative to launching big or to coming out of the gate with a big splash. You can start small and grow from there. So my third takeaway is that we can and will figure things out along the way. So one of the main reasons that、uh, we get stuck and never move forward with a project is because we're trying to figure out all the things that we need to do. We're trying to ask all the questions and trying to answer all of them, right? And in the back of our minds, what we're really saying or what we're really thinking is that we will feel more confident and more ready if we knew enough or if we have our arms around all the things that need to be done. But the reality is, it's impossible to plan for everything. Even if you think that you've thought of everything and have a plan in place, it's never quite so. If there's one experience that drilled that into my head, it was actually the surgery that I had back in November last year. I planned for everything. I thought I planned for everything. That's only to realize within the same day when I got back home from the hospital that. Uh, not quite so, right? I actually wrote a post about that also, and I'll link to that post in the show notes. But really, you can't plan for everything, and even if you think that you have a great plan, no plan survives first contact with reality, anyway. So, as it relates to this podcast directly, you know, I 
I for sure I didn't have a plan for everything, nor was I trying. Like I said before, my biggest concern was to make sure that I didn't freak out and that I didn't back out. So I wanted to launch the podcast. That was the main objective. And so I told myself, I'm just going to have to figure things out along the way. There is a famous uh, Kurt Vonnegut quote, we have to continuously be jumping off cliffs and developing our wings on the way down. You can't start a project or move forward with your idea, even if there are holes and gaps in your knowledge even if you didn't know exactly how you will achieve your goal, your end goal. All you have to know is the next step. And then you'll figure out what comes after that. And then what comes after that, right? So you'll find that there's actually time to figure things out or to learn how to do the next thing or where to get help. So anyway, trying to learn everything at the get-go is just overwhelming and you never kind of remember everything anyway, right? So yeah, just start small and figure things out along the way. And so my fourth takeaway is that we can teach all dogs new tricks. So I never really liked or believed that old quote. Anyway, there's a part of me that always said, of course I can learn new things. But, oh my goodness, the amount of stuff that I had to learn. There was a a really steep learning curve for me um, to produce this podcast and it's not even finished yet. I'm still learning, but really I've had to learn a lot of stuff since that day that I decided to produce the podcast. There were the technical stuff, the actual, you know, stuff that I needed to do to record and edit and produce the podcast and then get it into the feeds. And then the, there's the pre-production stuff like, you know, the finding the guests, inviting them, and then preparing for the interviews and that kind of stuff. And then there's also the post-production stuff, like all the marketing elements that go with it to make sure that I give every episode a decent chance of reaching the right people. And then I also have to uh, learn how to improve my own skills, right? My interviewing skills, my presentation skills, the speaking behind the mic and things like that. So um, there's a ton of stuff that I've had to learn since that day. And I will tell you a secret. So uh, the very first episode was called Turning a Side Hustle into a Main Hustle. And my guest for that show was Shannon Davis. I actually recorded that episode before the decision was made to produce the podcast. It was just going to be one of those episodes that was just going to be on the website. And then I decided to turn it into the first podcast episode after I made the decision. So the secret is that I've never been able to listen to that episode. I swear. One of these days, probably I'm going to be able to to do, but right now I just can't because I know that I must have sounded so nervous and so tentative in that episode. Like, and I know that's true for many of the earlier ones too. I've had to find my voice. Like I have had to find my own way behind the mic. And I know that in those earlier episodes, that just wasn't the case. So I am a little bit more comfortable now and certainly recording every week is a good practice. And um, the nerves are still there. I still get nervous. Um, But it's a little bit uh, less now than compared to, you know, back when I first started. So you see, you can learn new tricks, even the ones that you're scared of doing. And I know that I still have a lot of room for improvement to get better at this uh, podcasting. 
But I also know that I'm better at this now than I was 52 weeks ago. So I can only get better from here. So that's a good thing. So my fifth takeaway is that we can and will have more fun when we share our goals with others. This is the lesson that I have to keep learning because sharing my goals with others, especially in the beginning of a, of a project, isn't my first impulse. It, it, it's not my go-to. So I tend to keep quiet about my goals and I tend to work them out in my head first. And I only start talking about them or sharing them once I feel confident about them myself. And that approach may be fine for simpler goals or goals that are easy enough to achieve or you know when I have some like experience with similar projects in the past but when you're tackling something entirely brand new or some something really challenging like this podcast was for me I needed other input like other thoughts and other ideas to help fill in the blanks in my head I needed help right so when I was working inside a corporate structure, this wasn't so much of an issue because there were always people around me with whom I could brainstorm and bounce my ideas, right? But now that I've stepped away from that sort of construct and I primarily work in the digital world, I have to be more deliberate about this step. I have to remember to do it because like I said before, it's not my natural tendency so I have to consciously seek out opportunities to, you know, talk to others about my ideas or otherwise it would be so easy for me <laughs> to just stay inside my head. And I, I didn't really want that. That's not really a good thing. So when we share our goals with others, we not only get new ideas and input to help us refine our ideas, but the act of sharing our goals with others also lightens the load you won't feel as alone anymore with a big, impossible task. And you'll end up having more fun with your pursuit of your goals, basically. So there were many, many times during this past year when this was proven to me over and over. Sharing my goals with others allowed me to find guests, allowed me to find the stories to bring to you. And also, perhaps the, the best gift or the greatest gift is that often... When the recorded portion of the interview is over, I'd have like a chit chat with the guest and it's during those offline sort of conversations, we would talk about our current projects and our current goals. And those conversations have always, always enriched my own plans and helped me move forward with my idea. So if you are like me and you have a tendency to be a bit more private about your goals and your ideas... I would just suggest that you maybe start opening up a little bit. Just try it. And I don't mean sharing your goals with everybody <laughs> today because, you know, that can bring up other kinds of challenges too. Besides, you know, we have to walk before we can run, right? But I, I suggest that maybe you pick a handful of people with whom you can share your goals. They may or may not be your family or close friends. And, you know, sometimes I find that it's, Sometimes it's easier if they're not family or close friends, but do practice sharing your goals and uh, don't expect too much in the beginning. Uh, you're, you're, you know, just focus on practicing sharing the goals and finding your groove and you just might discover the same things that I have. 
So those are my five takeaways from a year of podcasting. With respect to my goals for the Second Breaks podcasts uh, going forward, um, when I started this a year ago, I made a commitment to myself that I was going to give it a go. I was going to give it like at least a year of honest, good effort. And I, I didn't know... I, I wanted to start a podcast, but really I didn't know if I was going to like it or if how it was going to fit with the rest of my projects. And so I said, you know, commit to a year of podcasting, Lou, and then see how it goes after that. And so I guess this is now a, a good time as I need to commit to the next year of the podcast. I I enjoy doing this work. It's a lot of work. It takes up a lot of time, but I do enjoy it. I like learning about the crafts and I, I like producing the shows and I like that it's getting better and better every week. I get a lot of benefit from the conversations with the guests and, you know, not to mention the relationships that I've been able to build since then. And most importantly, I love that I'm able now to deliver on the promise of uh, second breaks or one of the promise in my head of second breaks, which is to bring you stories and models of possibility to help you with your career. And um, I like thinking that through that, I'm able to have a small part in your own career development. So yes, I'm going to give it another year. I will continue to bring you guests who can share behind the scenes stories of you know, how they made their career move happen. But I will also work on getting guests with particular expertise that can help you navigate this changing world of work, right? And so I'm very big on this future of work and Workplace 2020. And so I'm going to bring in uh, guests who can help us understand what's going on and help us prepare a little bit better. And also I will increase the frequency of my solo episodes, which are more like mini or bite-sized training episodes. So right now the plan is to have solo episodes every three to four weeks. So we'll see how that goes. So I want to thank you again for being here. I appreciate that you've made the, the podcast a part of your week. And like I said in the beginning, I don't take that for granted. I know that you are busy and that the fact that I'm able to reach you in this format, it, through this platform, is such an honor. So thank you so much. And I, you know, I would love to hear from you. I don't get very many emails from podcast listeners, really, and it always makes my day when I do. You can email me at lou at secondbreaks.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, so you can just search for Lou Blazer, that's L-O-U-B-L-A-S-E-R, or actually from today, I have turned on the comment section on the podcast, so you can even leave comments on particular episodes. If you go to the show notes for this, you will be able to leave me a comment. So I would love to know, you know, which episodes you enjoyed, which ones you learned from, uh, or what else you would like to hear on the show. Or just generally, if you want to say hello, you know, that'll be great too. So uh, I would love to hear from you, like I said. So here is an open invitation. So please reach out. That takes care of this week's episode. I hope that you found something useful in this massive sharing episode. Thank you so much for allowing me to celebrate the podcast's first birthday with you. 
You will find the show notes for this episode along with other relevant resources at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 53. If you haven't yet, now is a good time to hit that subscribe button on your podcast player so you never have to miss future episodes. And it's back to regular programming next week. I will be back with a new guest and a new career story to help you plan your career goals. Until then, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans. This is the Second Breaks Podcast. 